Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, this is Flip Your Weed with Max. All about creative people that never give up till they reach success and desires and true happiness. And we all need to just like love and support each other, and that's what I think this new generation of artists is doing. What's up? Flipping our wig with Matt. That wig. <laughs> hey guys, it's Max, and welcome to the Flip Your Wig podcast. I hope you guys are all really, really well. This week's guests are two stars from Brit Movie Get Duped. Lewis and Mariah star as Duncan and DJ Beetroot. The film is set in the Scottish Highlands. Four boys on a mission to outrun a crazy duke and duchess. Expect explosions, hallucinations, hip-hop, crazy cool farmers and Eddie Izzard in a very scary mask. Here's a clip. Who are you? Ian. I'll meet you at the campsite at 6pm. Be careful, you don't want to get lost in the highlands. There's danger everywhere. Hello, boys! It's how the Duke of Edinburgh. Run! Welcome to the show, Lewis and Barra. Hey. Congratulations on the film. It was released about a week and a bit ago. Starting with you, Lewis, for you to have had a film released on Friday and then go straight back to work the next day at Tesco's, did you feel a little bit like this is insane? My life is just like, what is going on? I felt like I had like split personality, like I was living two lives at the same time. It was weird. Um, I just had, I like on the day of the film, because I went to work on the day of the film, I had to turn my phone off because it's like, I will work, I can't do it, I'll cry, I'll break down. And I'd be like, this isn't meant to be happening, but um, you just get on with it, do you know what I mean? Like, I think that, like, the one thing I can't personally stand, to be honest, is a lot of actors were like, oh no, COVID's delayed me, I'm not going to do anything, I'm just going to sit and complain. I'm like, well, why do that? do something, do you know what I mean? Like, you're able-bodied, you might as well do something. So I thought, might as well. More power to you. I had a whole load of people on the podcast last week that have just done a film called Host. And yeah. it's brilliant. I don't know if you guys, have you watched it? I've not watched it, but I'm, I know someone in that. Yeah, I saw right? your interview. I saw your interview for it. Yeah, well, good. Oh, Lewis, you and me are going to be mates. I love you, supporting already. I, I follow you. I follow you. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I follow after. Cool. No, we're more friends. But listen, um, even going to you with what Lewis has just said, the guys from Host were saying to me, the director took 10 years to get to that point where he's made all these indie films and then he has this huge moment. But also, we spoke about being in lockdown and people in our industry feeling creatively like, there's nothing we can do, it's not fair. And they were like, if you put that aside and you put your ego aside, you'll do whatever it takes to pay your bills and you can yeah. still do the acting thing. So I, I completely commend you and I agree with you, Lewis. But for you, Viraj, as well, how... 
How much of a contrast is your life at the moment? A little bit, but like, I don't know, man. There's, there's something about, like, it's just almost a relief of getting it out there. Um, because, you know, we did this a couple of years ago and almost telling your friends and your family that you went away to Scotland for six weeks yeah. to do a feature film. And then as the years go by, they're like, are you that thing, are you sure you went to do a film? You wasn't just a, like a night out, like a pub crawl for six weeks. And they're like, no, I swear I did a film. And, you know, they're all waiting to see it. Um, and so it was nice to just, it was nice to have that moment to share your work. Because a lot of my friends who came to my house on, on Friday to watch it, um, they would they came to see my first school play uh you know in, in my high school when i was doing, well, i was in hairspray and you know they watched me since then they've, they've seen me grow and evolve and just kind of follow my dream and and they've, they've seen me when things haven't been going great and now it's almost like not full circle but they've certainly they've seen this kind of what is so far the pinnacle of my acting career lewis like for you when you were like shooting and you made this film um how how did you feel like what was the experience like for you um well it was kind of mental because the only kind of thing I did before this acting professionally wise was um, I did like tiny cameo in uh, Trainspotting 2 as a drug dealer and I had no lines so but for some reason I got credited as an actor so it was weird and then to go from that to like one of the four leads in, that, in, a, in a film it's like oh this is mental um, so it was a bit of a crazy like ride uh, every single day was like so different and so weird and the weather would change as midges loads of rain uh one day of hot summer where i was dying in like a full workman jacket um yeah it, it was absolutely crazy and you got to play a character as well Lewis, like duncan he's that kind of he must be for an actor a dream to play somebody so like out there that can do what the hell he wants he has no rules he's crazy as hell did you relish in playing him and just like thought i'm gonna live out all my fantasies through this crazy character i'm quite scarily like Duncan as a person um I'm very much like Duncan as a person so a lot of actors like I feel like there's not a much acting required <laughs> I just got to play like a weirder version of myself and um I get to really relish in that like role where I didn't have to worry too much about oh do I need to put, do more do I need to put in more effort um do you know what I mean I just had to play kind of like a weird hybrid version of myself and it, and it would work Okay, so you, you and Sam were obviously not from the Highlands and you're there with these two. Were they, like, ripping into you all the time or, like, you two? Was it, like, two versus two sometimes or it was like, oh, you lot don't know? No, I remember there, there was one part where um, <laughs> there, was a, there was a thistle in the ground. I remember this. And, um, oh, yeah. And Ryan was like, oh, my God, look, it's a thistle. It's, like, so symbolic of Scotland. And, and me and Sam would take the piss when they just, like, when they just kicked it. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't too happy about that. And then me and Sam, both like, you can't do that. You can't do that. Sam was just like, England, um, But actually, do you know, what? it was funny because actually, um, during we had we had this two week rehearsal slash team bonding week, and um, I thought um, I really wanted to go to um, a Celtic game football match. Yeah. So uh, on the day, uh, it was the first game of the season, and I managed to get two tickets. And I phoned Sam, who was literally downstairs in his hotel. I was like, do you want to go? I've got two tickets. And he was like, sick, let's do it. So we went and we're sitting in the um, the Celtic end, obviously to watch you know the Celtic um, game. And uh, the away team was Hearts, and they're like uh, they've got like this British patriotic um, sort of affiliation. So uh, sorry, English English affiliation. So um, at one point they started singing like Royal Britannia in the away end, and where me and uh, sitting, all these Scottish people were just like, "Why don't you go and fuck off back to England then?" 
and me and Sam look at each other and say, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't speak. Mm-hmm. Just stay quiet, Just stay quiet. We got your weapons. We're doomed. I'll make a bomb. Where's the explosion? You're chased and hunted down by the Duke and Duchess. And the Duke is Eddie Izzard. Firstly, don't hate me, but their outfits were so good. They had the best outfits, guys. They did, they did. Wow. I wanted one of wow. the three jackets. I was so mad, I didn't get one. Lewis, the whole get-up, it was just like, oh my God, look at them. They look incredible. I would. I disagree. I disagree with that. Really? You're all white. You're all white. Did I like their jackets. I think, no, I think that's the best looking outfit, all white. With the Air Maxes, you've got a cap. My own 654 brand with a gold Skepta jumper. Oh, my God. Like, DJ Beatrice is someone who loves to perform. Mm. And I do as well. Like, I remember just, like, even in high school, and you know, like, when you make a joke in the classroom and you feel the laughter, like, you, you are the centre of attention. I used to thrive off that shit, you know? And, and I feel like, even growing up, I used to, um, I used to watch a lot of wrestling. And okay. I used to, the Rock, The Rock was my favourite. So like when he came on, he would work the crowd. And mm-hmm. um, I wasn't, I wasn't even in love with his wrestling. I didn't give, about, I didn't give a shit about the wrestling. It was just the way there was energy in that arena, and he would work the crowd. And you look at people who'd invested so much money and time to travel there to hold up signs and be involved in their characters. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really inspired me because a DJ Beach Troop, he wants to have those people invested in him. He wants to have those people who follow him and. And if he does something big, they're there to cheer him on. And it turns out those are, I don't know what, if I should give any spoilers, but he, find, he finds those people in an unexpected demographic, an unexpected crowd. There's a lot of underlying like points and topics that Ninian has touched on in this film that sometimes the noise, the fun, the, all that stuff, people can get lost in it. But he does make you think about the way older people relate to younger people, the class system, the way also black and brown people are stereotyped by the police. There's so many things that we're all talking about right now that he kind of subtly touches on in the film. How did you feel about stuff like that, knowing that it was going to also handle some more kind of, I guess, important topics? Yeah, um, I felt like, I thought it was quite brave of him, to be fair, because, like, you got to, like, really, you know, have the kind of balls to keep to do that kind of stuff, especially in this world where everyone is quite PC and, and you know, but, like, humour humor works in so many ways, so it's like you've got to either really go for it or just not do it, touch it at all. And but it's reality and it's fact. And if you can't make fun of ridiculous things or terrible things uh, and put it into satire and make you think about it, then you don't really have a message and it kind of leaves gaps in the film. So, like, I think it like the even the idea of like the police not knowing what you know, um, a hip or a hip hop CD that means like, oh no, there's a gang of like black terrorists or whatever. Do you know what I mean like just ridiculous stuff like that? But it's such a satire of what like police can be like, do you know what I mean? So I think I think it's quite bold of them to do that. And 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 for it to come out in 2020, um, yeah, it, it, it's very brave, but I think very relevant. So I, I applaud him for that. Right, like, favourite bit, was it just making friends with these three other young actors that now you've all become like, your group chats must be insane, but... Um... <laughs> Pardon? You're saying that's, that's my favourite bit? Is it the group chats with these? No, yeah. God, no. Absolutely not. Oh, just losing them. I spent we spent like seven hours together doing um some press last week, and I was me. I was in the room with Lewis, the virtual room. So I had to listen to him talk for seven hours. We get off the court, 
Next thing I know, in the group chat, he's sending voice notes. I was like, Lewis, I've just listened to you talk for seven hours. I want to hear another two minutes of your fucking voice. So, yes, of course, uh, I they're yeah, funny. No. They're funny. They're so well, funny and stupid. I love they're them. So, they're so funny that Lewis sends another one. Going, ha 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 ha. <laughs> so was it friendship for you, being yeah. able to be away from home and working with these three other guys and just clicking? Yeah, going going away on this adventure with three other like-minded people mm-hmm. who were there to have fun, to produce something incredible, and to really commit to their characters and, and the work as well. And also to meet Ninian. I mean, what a blessing that, that was. I'm just, I'm excited that the world's getting introduced to him. I really am. Yeah. Like for him to, where do you even, where do you even concoct this bloody storyline of, you know, it's felt every time we're going on set, like every day felt like a different genre in a film. And then you get to like halfway through and there's a, there's a music video and you're just like, which, who the hell thinks of something like this? Yeah. Like, even like that. Go from, sorry, go on. In, in his debut feature, this is debut. I'm so excited to see where he goes from here, and you know, yeah, what, the, what and what sort of roles he has to offer us as well. You know, so uh, and, the fact, and it goes from like you know, there's this really heartfelt, emotional scene with the four boys, and then earlier there's a rap about a dick, and it's like that shouldn't yeah. work in a film, but somehow he makes it work. Yeah, no, no, I agree, and it's just really interesting that the money, the funding came from Americans which is like insane yeah. for me to think about. But Scotland were being rude and did not like it. And we're like, oh, we need years. Yeah, but the thing is also, you got to go to festivals last year and you got to come out of your own country and go places like, you went to South by Southwest, which is incredible. Um, I hear you met some famous people. Oh yeah, um, well, um, so Spider-Man. So I, I, that was, see when I got the email saying, oh yeah, the producer's Spider-Man. I was like, that can't be the same Tobey Maguire. That's got to be like a spelling error. So I, I, I like copied and pasted it, put it into Google search, and then was like, oh my God, Spider-Man, and, and our, f- yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I don't think everyone knows this. Toby Maguire produced this. Yes, yes. One of the execs. But, but I, didn't, I didn't know that until, like I was going on, on the way up, up to Scotland the first day, Ryan was telling me, oh, by the way, Toby Maguire is our producer. And I was just like, shut up, man. No, it's not. I didn't believe yeah. anyone until we got the call sheet on the first day and it said the exact producer Toby Maguire. And I was like, you Lewis, I was like, it must be someone else called Toby Maguire. Right, so that's what I thought. I just thought, so no weird. way. And then the second to last day, we're doing some scene and it's raining heavily. So we're having to just like, uh, you know, we're taking a break. We're sitting in the minivan. You see some, we had to stop because a few people were, you know, coming, walking their dogs, riding bikes. So we had to stop mm-hmm. and let them go. So we stopped and we saw some guy with an umbrella walking and they were like, okay, it's just a pedestrian coming past. And as he's getting closer, he's got like knitted Nike shoes on. I was thinking, what like some nice Nikes. Yeah. Comes to the Scottish Highlands when it's pouring down in mud and like cow shit in like some nice knitted Nikes. And then as he gets closer, you're thinking, that's Spider Man with a beard. Absolutely not. And, and it he, was. Hi, I'm Toby. Nice to meet you. And I was like, oh, hi, hi, hi Toby. I'm George. Oh, I love he was there. Lewis, what were you like when you met him? Did you behave? Well, it was kind of freaky. When we went for the dinner later on, um, he had a. Um, uh, one of his friends with him and uh, her and I kind of stole her fork by accident and then ate from her fork and she was like you just stole my fork and I was like oh sorry <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mean it <laughs> and I was like looking at Toby like please don't kill me Mr Carlisle <laughs> never seen a murder before I'm homeschooled it's the Flippy Week podcast. I'm Max, and this week's special guests are two of the stars from your movie Get Duped, which you can check out, by the way, on Amazon Prime if you haven't already. Viraj and Lewis. Um, guys, I know, like me, you guys are huge fans of Chadwick Boseman and 
the loss recently affected us all probably more than we expected. Um, he is quite something and he has left such an impact on all of us through the films that he's made. And I don't just mean Black Panther, I mean films like Get On Up, 42, and even most recently Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. Um, Chadwick was just somebody that was just like this guy that changed the game and really cared. And as a black actor, he picked his roles really carefully and he influenced so many people. Um, people adore him. I adore him. And so do you guys um Mariah, you like what did Chadwick mean to you he's really defined a generation I think Chadwick Boseman I think there's an era of uh, or generation of people who have grown up and they've had Barack Obama's president a black president and they've had the first black superhero and for them for those kids coming through that time I think the sky's the limit there is no there is no there's nothing defining them or telling them what they can and can't be when you've got inspirations and um you know people creating legacies like Chadwick and and for him also to, you know, have kept his his um, his illness under wraps, you know, he, he was suffering for, for, I think, three or four years, four years, and told no one to have not complained about a single thing, to have just gotten on with it, to have visited children in hospitals, even though he knew he was suffering and he would have been exhausted and, and, and God knows how he would have been feeling, but to continue to have done that and just got on with everything, it's just... It's a realisation that all these little problems that we have in our life, or, you know, as actors as well, especially, that you know there's a lockdown and we can't achieve this or we can't achieve that there are all these obstacles and barriers I think we kind of create a lot of them in our minds to kind of stay in our comfort zone and then you see someone like Chadwick and a real gem a real gem of this earth and, and the acting world who's sadly not with us anymore but he's just inspired me to almost just say like you can do it you can really do anything that you put your mind to and if you stop making excuses or feeling sorry for yourself that's when the real um the success will come my daddy left us. I was only six months older than you are now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't remember him. You will remember me.
Lewis Chadwick said recently, um, they were running some interviews, and one of the interviews he said, um, you know, you know, the, the last couple of years, Marvel films have been criticized a lot. There's been this whole conversation around, oh, they're not real films, they're not cinema, and you know, and I've always said there's a place for both. But he said, um, these films aren't just for escapism, they're also for hope. And I've seen the yeah. look, especially um, since the news, all posting um, all their Marvel toys and how and doing their Wakanda forever. It really sort of what he said made perfect sense. And Robert Downey Jr. also spoke out and he said that in his opinion, from all of the Marvel films ever made, Black Panther was the most impactful, the most important fact. Well, I think first off, like one of the most incredible things about him was like his first big role was uh, Jackie Robinson, the first um, black American baseball player yeah. in, the, in the white league, as it was called. And I think when you got it, he was like 33, 34. And, and and there's such a pressure for actors to feel like you've got to make it young, you've got to make it quick, you've got to make it fast. And the fact that he's he had bit parts on TV and stuff like that, but for him to finally break through in his 30s, uh, um, that's an incredible feat in itself because it shows such strong resilience and energy and hunger because, you know, having bit parts is good for, like, stable, like some money, but he, he pursued it and he was relentless in that and passionate of, of wanting to do it. And, and he's now... Kind of become not just a super um, superhero, but like a cultural icon for um, you know black and Asian communities and, and other communities. I mean, like he he really is inspiring in that in that nature. And the fact that he you know he he battled for this for four years, and the fact he never complained, he never told anyone, he just got on with the job. He never made a deal with it. He always thought about other um, people. You know, what I mean, I watched the, um, an interview where he's like talking about two kids that got cancer and they and the parents are saying we just hope they can see this felt like black panther before they, they pass away and sadly they both don't and you can see him cry and you see like you know him having to deal with that knowing he's dealing with that but staying strong for other people and just like the fact that he cares so much for other people and the fact that that he didn't see that as just as a role black panther um he saw that as a generational voice for kids growing up. And I think it's so inspiring that he was so humble. He never seemed like arrogant or, or you know, or celebrity, like everything was getting in his head. He always just seemed like down at our great actor who really put in the work. And I think he, I think his legacy will live forever. And, you know, I, I don't think even, even the idea of like, you know, people are already thinking about Black Panther 2 and all that. And it's just like, I don't think they should personally even consider it because I think that he is that role and I don't think anyone should ever take that away from him. So I think he's... They're not already filmed Black Panther 2. No. No, no, no. They were, they were in pre-production. They were about to start like next year, I think. And there's but, been um, a debate online, like Lewis has said, where people have started positions saying that Ryan Coogler and Marvel should not recast. But I, I have no. to with you guys. I, I agree with what you're saying, Lewis, but I wonder what Chadwick would have wanted. I think also we could we could shift and go to um, Letitia Wright's character, Shuri, and, and make yeah. her... I thought I think she, she's a great character as well. So I feel like you know, there, and there's so, and that's the thing with that film. It's like, it's not obviously he. That film is so iconic for um, black people and the community because it's such like it's authentic in its nature and in its roots, and it it can inspire so many people to think, you know what? Because the thing is, about massive corporations is they think you know it's not bankable to have a film with mainly just full black cast, and and, it, and that that film was not just great. In terms of its story, but the acting, the power, and the and the cultural um, 
importance of showing that. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with everything you're saying, Lewis. And I think the other thing that we all need to remember is this. Black Panther took over a billion in the box office. A billion. That proves that all black cast can sell movies and people want to go and pay tickets, sit in the cinema and enjoy and support the film. So although I think culturally for black and brown people to see a whole black cast meant so much because we're so underrepresented. Um, equally, Lewis, you're white and you enjoyed it and got so much out of Black Panther as much as probably the rest of us did. So I think Chadwick's legacy, Ryan Coogler, what they've done with that film is just incredible. It's resonated with a lot of people. And what you were saying with Chadwick, what would he have wanted? I think what we're seeing now in the world with people just, you know, um, feeling so empowered and rising up against this injustice, which is enriched in our community and our, mm. and our society, I feel like what he has shown is that there is not just one superhero. We are all superheroes if we believe. Yeah. yeah, but guys, how do you feel as young actors right now in the industry? It does feel like we're going through a bit of a revolution, but are you excited? Are you nervous? Like, what are you thinking? Because you're having a moment right now with Get Duked, which is out right now. Uh, yeah, I can't lie. I feel like it's a battle still. I feel like we're always going to be fighting. Um, one role, one job is fantastic. You've got to, you know, take, you've got to celebrate and recognise and acknowledge every little victory that comes along the way. Um, not little, but any victory, regardless of its size, in your opinion, because um, everything is a step up. But I feel like, for me, the problem, not the problem, but the root, the cause has always been the stories that are being told. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, not to, not to slate it, but I mean, even when we look at 1917, there was mm-hmm. this big, oh, fantastic, they featured... Uh, an Asian, an Indian soldier. And I'm thinking, why why are we celebrating one Indian character on screen, doesn't even speak, when over a million Indian soldiers fought in the First World War? It was the largest overseas army in the whole world. And yet we are represented with one character who does not say anything. Visually, I think that was, that is just, for me, that's not good enough. It's really not good enough. If we're, if we're learning to accept that, if we're learning, if we're just accepting being mentioned, we should be at the table speaking, telling our story. And until we, until we get those, until we get those uh, I, I feel like it's always going to be a struggle. It's always going to be a battle. I feel you, but I do feel like there's a lot of people out there, like people like us, that are genuinely about the movement and wanting change. And I think the more that people from all different backgrounds, and I don't just mean like race-wise, I mean also class. You know, there's a lot of working-class stories that are being told at the moment in independent cinema but for whatever reason a lot of people that are working class don't identify with indie films or don't feel welcome at the art house cinema so they don't go and support the film so it's super important for that to change as well to make it better and and make the industry grow so that stories that are a bit more kind of independent and about real people get the support that they need so people can continue to make those type of films. If you, if you haven't got friends who enjoy films, then, you know, even going to the cinema is a chore to get them out of the house and go to the cinema. And, yeah, yeah. that's for, you know, to watch your Marvel films, your Spider-Mans, your, you know, um, you know big, the big studio films. And so it's, to even consider going to, um, you know, the independent um, cinemas, it's, kind of, it's, a massive, it's a massive struggle. But yeah. I feel like we are, we, are, we are the pioneers of that. We are the ones who have to, have to stake the claim. Um, and, yeah. and there's a there's a there's a real there's a real theme in I don't know if you guys feel the same but there's a real theme in like films that go to cinema and studio films where the narratives are kind of similar there's always the same kind of looking protagonists the message is always mm. the kind of the same and so we're always we're, we're almost consuming the same information and our minds are kind of becoming narrower and narrower whereas if we go to independent cinemas and we're able to watch films that actually genuinely reflect our society 
that kind of broad in our minds. That's just a wonderful thing because otherwise we start to think like the way we're kind of being subliminally indoctrinated if all we consume is what, as Lewis said, big corporations want us. Want us. There's so much creativity out there and just to limit it off to uh, Universal and like Fox and Disney and all that kind of stuff and it, it just feels like if that's all we're going to have then we're never going to have great stories, great new directors. Like when, when you even think, of, for example, like um, the Black Panther director, he made Fruitvale Station. That was his first film. That was like a real, that was his most independent film ever. And it was showed a story about how one black man was, you know, his last like week of his life, do you know what I mean? And, and up to like being killed on that, on that subway, do you know what I mean? Like that story would have never been told by a massive corporation unless Ryan Coogler made, uh, made it and made it the way he wanted to make it. And it's like films like that um, about true stories, about like even the first, like, for example, the first black, um, uh, the army, the black, the black soldiers in World War One. Nobody really knows about them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know about them until I played them in a, it was in a video game. And then it made me, like, research that. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of stories like that. There's, there's so many un, un, untold stories that are just not going to get the attention from big studio filmmakers because they think it's too risky. Oh, it's... Yeah. This is true, and this is why we need both in order for the industry to flourish and for great stories to be told and for us to enjoy. Guys, you're having a moment right now. Um, Lewis Farage, you know, your film is on Amazon Prime, and it's a huge moment. It's a feature film. Congratulations. There's going to be people listening right now because we have a lot of young creatives that listen to the podcast, follow the website, flipyourwig.net, and what we do. Um, would love you lot to share some words of wisdom, some tips, some advice. What would you say, starting with you, Lewis? Just try and try it so hard to be inspired try so hard to work hard uh, don't get discouraged because again you might i guess people that will see this will think oh these guys have got it made and all that kind of stuff but the reality is like you know a majority of the time we haven't worked like i mean you know we've had like bit parts i mean i got my first tv thing last year like the end of last year and it came out this year do you know what i mean so and i've been acting since i was like 14 but only professionally for like the last three years so it's a hard journey and if you want to do it you can do it you can achieve whatever you want to achieve but you've got to work hard you know getting an agent is hard like I don't know I'm very I feel so blessed to even get an agent like I don't know how that uh, that even happened um because so many because I didn't go to a drama school like and if I don't and when I see drama school actors it always just seems like they'll get an agent no matter what because They've got the lineage, they've got the respect behind them. Um, so if you're not one of them, you just feel so discouraged. And um, because in Scotland we only have like one, and it's the RCS, and if you uh, we're the Royal Conservatoire, and if you don't get in there, you just feel like oh, you're beneath beneath. You're not talented. You're not. You're beneath the creme of Scottish talent. So, you, but I can do. But I did it. I've somehow done it. You know what I mean? Like, and if I've done it, then you can do it. Just because, because I don't think um a hugely amazing actor by any means I, I'm always trying to improve I'm always trying to be, get better um, and just just take inspiration from the fact that as Viraj kind of said earlier if you get anything it's a win no matter if it's a short film and you're the lead of that short film whether you're a huge film but you've only got like five, five lines and you feel like you're worthless or, or you don't feel like you've got enough or you feel like you need more just be happy with every success you get and you know put yourself out there and work hard and 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 you will achieve and uh, and eventually you can do what we do and if, if any if anyone watches this film and just thinks like oh they're 
they're different. They're they're special. Whatever. No, we're not. We're I think we're four working class people that got that worked hard and had a dream and was passionate. And and you can have that dream too if you work hard. And, and just a bit of luck as well. So yeah. Mirage for you. Any yeah, think, advice you can give to people, especially people of colour, who just think this guy's killing it right now. He's in this leading role. Yeah, I mean, people. I get messages saying, "Are oh, you killing it? You're smashing it." Um, I'm doing nothing. Done nothing today, but from wake up and go to the gym. Do you know what I mean? Um, listen, don't. The biggest thing I'd say is don't try to be. Don't try to conform. Don't try to fit in, because you know, like these independent films are looking for, or maybe even in the future, studio films will be looking for people who are unique. And if you are like someone else, then they'll just cast someone else. You can be, there's so many different options to you then. Whereas if you are you and you're unique and you're a unique talent, I feel like you'll, things will be attracted to you. You'll attract that good energy, those good vibes and those, that good, those good prospects. And um, just don't, don't, don't feel embarrassed. Own that shit. Don't feel, don't feel scared to ask questions. Don't feel scared to, you, you know, talk to people about it or say you're an actor. Or I had this big thing growing up when I went to like a park time drama school um it was like oh do I call myself an actor like I've not worked I've not been on a job like I'm training but like am I an actor because Tom Cruise he's an actor am I in the same boat do you know all these little things and I think looking back on it now I think maybe it's vindicated in some way because I've done a few jobs but back then I should have been saying yeah I'm, I'm a fucking actor like I'm doing the work this is what the work that you know um that vindication comes from putting the, the graft in and this is a craft that you want to get better at. And we and me and Lewis, we're learning every single day. I still go to I'm gutted because my local, not local, but there's a there's a a, a, a regular class I go to and that's been shut down because of lockdown. I'm messaging the guy every week, like, when is it opening? Can I come to do this and that? And he's just like, mm. it's not allowed. And I'm gutted because I want to improve every single day. And it's a craft, it's, it's not about the fame, it's not about the followers. That means fuck all. It's about owning your craft and getting better and enjoying what you're doing and telling stories and if you get an agent and if you if you get cast in a project don't sit back and think you've made it always work for yourself like if you've got a dream if you've got that desire if it encompasses every creative fiber in your being then do that show that don't don't get to a certain age and have regrets well said and as Lou well said man. look at chadwick 33 guys he didn't give up kept going yeah. and then got his role yeah. The biggest thing about this industry, I think, is the, is, is the, is the, um, the longevity and your motivation. Perseverance, hard work, and also good people. Even if you've got one person around you that rides for you and believes in you, and when you have those crappy moments, can say to you, Oi, hang in there, you've got it. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, the, and the biggest thing for me, like Lewis said, I'm, there's a short film I made last year. I made my own short film. I wrote a story. I wrote this. I directed it. I filmed it myself just because I wanted to, and I felt like, what am I waiting for? Like I was for for a long time, I was thinking, oh, I'm hoping I'll get some money from someone to do this. And then at the end of it, I just wrote four email, emails to a few actors. Can you work for free? This is who I am. This is what I've done. Here's the script. They all enjoyed it. They loved it. They came to like my auntie's house. We used that as like the set. We filmed it. Um, it went to a film festival as well earlier this year. Like I'm so happy. But you, you're not you're not boxed in. You're not limited. Like you've got a phone. If you've got ideas, don't wait. Go and produce your yeah. own stuff. And attract that energy. Be, be that beacon of light for yourself. Yeah. Both of you, thank you. I'm so glad that you were so very open and honest because just hearing you two as two young actors who are in a huge film that's just been released, talking so very honestly and openly about your own experiences and you're both still on your own journeys. I hope it inspires yeah. people and reminds people, lose your ego and be willing to listen, learn. We're not better than anyone else. We're not better than anyone else. Suddenly people are going to message me. No. We're, it. We're smashing it. We're just two actors. We're two actors who are just enjoying our journey and, and experiencing the, the trust and the beats. This is our number one case now.
Here, take some of these. You'll feel fucking invincible. Your generation, you're always complaining, always saying you are the victim. Fuck off, granddad! We have to stop them. Yeah, low super high. You won't get away with this. We always do. Let's finish this. Holy shit! Nothing ever happens in the Highlands. Such good advice. Thank you so much to the boys for hanging out. Thank you for life. Thank you, Lewis. Cool, talented, um, nice guys. Looking forward to seeing how their careers blossom. Don't forget their new film, Get Duke, is currently showing on Amazon Prime. Congratulations to all the cast and crew, especially the director, Ninian Duff, for making that film happen. And let's not forget the beardy Spider-Man, Toby Maguire. If you've missed any of my guests, we're on episode 13, series one of the podcast. Um, just go to the show notes, enjoy it all over again. This could be the final one, because I was supposed to stop on 12, and then take a little bit of a break before we start season two. Um... So you might get another episode next week or this might be the final one. I know this is not the way to end series one, is it really? But guys, I've got loads of um, exciting plans and loads of great guests um, that I'm hoping to book for the podcast. So I can't wait to share them with you. Make sure you subscribe. As always, thank you for listening. Please stay safe, sane and happy. Take care. Speak to you soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.